Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Which brings us to our full court press. We've been waiting a long time to get Adrian Wojnarowski on with us. I don't think you've ever done this before, have you? Of all all the segments you've done in all the world, in all the country, (laughs) as close as we are, traveling the country, seeing each other once in a while, we've actually never never been on our show. So this is an honor before you become too big a star to even... uh, to even get you on. Well, I've been waiting for the invitation, so I'm excited excited to be here, Sean. Well, in, in the garden, right now, as we're talking, we're about 1,000 feet away from each other, so we're trying to coordinate this thing through tunnels, no cell service. I'm always amazed how Jack Bauer could get cell service in a Czechoslovakian prison camp six stories below, the, but we can't get it at Madison Square Garden. But in any case, you're here, and so let's, uh, let's jump right in. We're going to get to all the Celtics stuff. People want to hear what you think nationally of the Celtics and their chances and everything that's going on with the team. But there's a couple of national stories going on that you've been on the forefront as you are pretty much on most of them. Uh, the first sort of going on this afternoon, you've been following Larry Brown with SMU, and it looks like that's about to happen. Uh, are you surprised that Larry Brown, I mean, is he going to be at 95 years old? Is he still going to be looking for the next job? Yeah, he, he's he's becoming the the loose say he's going to be the loose Saban or the George Allen of basketball coaches. He'll just keep chasing jobs till he physically can't anymore. But yeah, he's he he took the job. We had reported yesterday on Yahoo that they were in negotiations. He had started to put a coaching staff together, and you know they're going to pay him close to two million dollars a year. Wow. Uh, but you know he's chased jobs with lesser pro- SMU is not a high profile job, but. He chased the Penn State job a couple of years ago. He tried to get an interview at Princeton. Um, you know, lots of jobs, some big, some small. And, you know, I think he was surprised initially at how little interest there even was with him on the college level. Well, I think that you look at him, he's been a great coach in the NBA, been a great college coach. But at some point, you got to have shelf life, don't you? Yeah, and I, I think for Larry, his reputation in the NBA, obviously he wants to be in the NBA. Uh, he, he's worked for, he's coached almost Good luck. everywhere, but he's at that point where the guys who would hire him, his guys, the Donnie Walsh's, the people he had relationships with, they're not hiring anymore. And, you know, he's got a reputation and a history of being difficult. And while he is a great coach, one of the greatest ever, you know, GMs care about self-preservation and they see Larry as a guy who's going to maybe undermine them because that happened in past jobs. And so it's hard. It's been, you know, that's why he hasn't gotten back in. That brings us to the most fascinating coaching situation of the year. About four or six weeks ago, we are talking about Stan Van Gundy as a candidate for coach of the year in the NBA. Now we've watched this extraordinary soap opera unfold. Uh, I want to read people because it's one thing to get the story first or report it. It's another thing to write it very well. And so let, let me quote you this from Adrian's story. Quote, only Dwight Howard knows his threshold for pain, but everyone knows this. His threshold for criticism is far less, and the possibility of being the bad guy for Stan Van Gundy's eventual dismissal troubled him far more. That really sums it up for Dwight, who the last thing he wanted to be was the villain, and yet by his actions he sort of made himself that. He did, and that's why he signed that one-year opt-in, I think, to avoid, yeah. at the moment, avoid having to deal with being, you know, um, booed and hissed and, and ridiculed nationally out of town on his way to New Jersey or Houston or where it would have been at the time. But he's put himself where he's going to be right back in that situation either this summer or next year where he's going to go through this again. You know, you think about Dwight Howard as as being a villain, but 
at what point do you start thinking like, look, I want to protect myself and I want to be involved and I want to do the best thing for my family and me instead of thinking about what is public relations going to be? Well, that's the thing is, and I think if Dwight had just come out and said, even when he denied trying to get Stan fired, hey, listen, he's not the first star in the history of this league. Most great stars at some point in their career had differences with coaches. and Magic? Yeah, we can go down through the years and – Listen, the great player is going to have more value than the great coach in almost every instance. I think if Dwight just owned up to it and said, yeah, we don't see eye to eye, and, you know, instead of just denying it, I think, I don't think people, listen, he can leave, he can stay, he can resign. I don't think that's what he's getting the criticism for as much as maybe not owning up to the decisions he has made and the, and, and the influence he does have there. Um, I think people accept that stars have great power, but I think if he owned up to it, it probably would have made things easier for him. Ten seconds, and then we get to the Celtics. Just ten seconds on this. How does the Sacramento thing play out? I think they're out of there. Uh, if, if, if the Maloofs keep that team, they're moving it somewhere else where they can get a sweetheart deal. Where is that? Is that Seattle? If Seattle can get an arena built, you know, I, I, I'm sure they're on the forefront. I, I, the Maloofs would love to be in Anaheim, but I think the Lakers will keep yeah. pushing to keep them out of there. All right, uh, there has been a, a great resurgence. Everybody who's off the Celtic bandwagon four or five weeks ago is pouring back on. Uh, you tend to take a more uh, a distant and realistic look at things. What do you tell Celtic fans who say, hey, look at our team. Our team is back. I, I think there, you know, a month ago or six weeks ago, we everybody felt the East was the Bulls and the Heat. And I think what the Celtics have done, I still think at full strength and a healthy Derrick Rose – those two teams are better, but I think this. I think Boston's put itself in a position that if Miami or Chicago don't play their best against Boston, Boston can beat them. And I think those teams at their best and Boston at theirs, I still think they come up short, but Boston has put itself in a situation here um, where, you know, th they're a threat, and, um, you know, we didn't. no one saw that coming, even around the trade deadline when people thought, and, and, and the Celtics did come close to breaking up this team. Well, you look at this. I, I'd go even further. I think this way. Does this, because this team was so so dead in the water earlier, does this put Doc Rivers as a leading candidate right now for Coach of the Year? I don't know. I think the Coach of the Year. You can make cases for a lot yeah, of different guys. A lot of. I, I think the Coach of the Year is going to be Tom Thibodeau because of their record in 23 games without Derrick Rose. Last year they said, well, he won because he had Derrick Rose. This year, I, I, you know, I don't vote for these things, so. But I think you could make a good case for a lot of guys. Doc, you can make a case for him. Um, but I think that uh, there's no question Doc has a great ability with this group. He knows this group well and, and, and no, you know, gets more out of this group than I think anybody else would have. And, and I think he deserves credit, too, for the way they brought Avery Bradley along. Because Avery Bradley was a player, you know, I think Danny Ainge in the front office, they were taking criticism about this guy that, hey, he was a bust. And we draw conclusions very quickly on 19-, 20-year-old players who are coming in the league and don't give them time to grow. And now you're seeing, hey, this is why they drafted this guy. And, I, you know, certainly they, they deserve credit for him. He's been an X factor for them. We're wrapping up with Adrian Wojnarowski of YahooSports.com. Have you noticed, by the way, that people are still – how big a star do you have to become before people can get the name fluidly in one in one fill Come on, I, shot? I, I, I still don't have a homeroom teacher who ever got it right, so I don't have big That's expectations. Yeah. Uh, I assume Mike Woodson will stay in New York. What conclusions about <laughs> the three guys playing together can we possibly draw when they never really did? Yeah, and, and you know, Amari Stoudemire could be back by this weekend, yeah. and um, – 
you know, you're going to put him back in a lineup, and they, Amare and and Carmelo have not played well together at any point, and so they're going to have to figure that out because they're both going to be here. And, and I'm not sure Mike Woodson's going to be here long term. I still think they're going to go big game hunting for Phil Jackson, for John Calipari, and if they don't get one of those guys, they know they can, you know, Mike Woodson will be here. But certainly he's done enough, I think, to keep the job. It's always nice to be that guy that if we can't get any of the guys we want, we're going to bring you back. That's yep. really nice. Uh, at Woj Yahoo NBA is the Twitter, and I, I mention it only because any everybody we've had on, I always give them the last 30 seconds on this because Twitter has changed all of our jobs and all of our lives and pretty much everything. What is the biggest thing it has meant for you professionally? Um, I, I just think, you know, you have an ability, if you're able to um, break news, provide information, maybe others aren't. Um, and I'm competitive, so I think you, it, it, there's a daily living scoreboard there. Um, that you see who's winning and who's losing in terms of breaking stories every day, and I, I, I like that part of it. Adrian Wojnarowski from YahooSports.com. But let's not wait another four or five years before we do this again. All right, Sean, Max, Fair it was enough. good to be with you guys. I All appreciate right. it. All right. All right, still to come on the Celtics tonight, presented by Lexus, our conversation with the head coach. When we return, quick trip around the NBA, then the Celtics and Knicks. Celtics will be Atlantic Division champions before this night is over on the WEI Celtics Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.